welcome to another episode of the Anxiety Wad Podcast. I'm your host, Corey. Thankful you guys are here once again to listen. Um, today, we're going to do back to school. I know a lot of kids out there are going back to school. Mine are one of them, or two of them, actually. I got two kids. And uh, what I did is I had someone that is a school counselor send me a list of stuff. Uh, to go over uh, as far as resources, any tips or tricks that you uh, might be able to use getting back to school. And then I'll talk about some personal experience and uh, what we're doing with my son. And then also maybe talk a little bit about a parent's perspective. Um, if you're a little anxious about your, your little kid going back to school, we'll talk about a few things on uh, as far as mindset and how to get through the thought process of that. So, um, as always, uh, what's been going on lately, uh, we just made a trip down to Des Moines. Uh, that's where, where my wife is from. And so we went down and stayed with her family, uh, got a couple tattoos. We actually did not work out. And we had a workout here today. And we could definitely tell that it had been five or six days since we worked out. It felt like my first CrossFit workout. So very humbling. Um, I don't know if you guys are out there doing comp train, but uh, a lot of running. Um, I actually rode because I got a bum knee getting some PRP down on my knee here in September, but, um, it was 800 meter run, 50 thrusters uh, with an empty bar, 800 meter run, uh, 50 burpees, 800 meter run, and then 50 thrusters, uh, four time. And so we ended up rowing 1000, but, uh, both me and my wife were, uh, definitely feeling the effects of a little bit of time off. So, um, we got about two weeks here before our competition. So things are ramping back up. Uh, I, I needed a little time off. My joints were pretty, pretty banged up from uh, a little bit of a higher volume, uh, being that I'm a master athlete that takes its toll on me. And so I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to take it easy. Let my shoulders, my elbows, my knees, uh, kind of, uh, get a little inflammation, uh, decrease if you will. And, uh, which I didn't really get the full benefit cause I kind of ate like a pig. <laughs> but, um, when it's your birthday, I actually had a birthday down there too. It was, uh, I'm 42. It was my birthday on Thursday. And so we had, a an ice cream cake. And so I partake, I partook, if that's even a word of the ice cream cake and, uh, definitely feel the effects of that. I, I, I can't eat dairy very well. Uh, I just, you know, uh, with my stomach issues, it just doesn't, doesn't go well, but it had been a long, long time since I've had um, like a, an ice cream cake. And so I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to do it and I'm paying for it, but that's right. You got to have balance, right? You got to enjoy some of this stuff every once in a while. It, like I said, it, it had been a long, long time since I had had one. So I'm 42 now and uh, I'm going to crush some goals. I put a post up the other day and being that I'm 42, um, I don't know. It seems like every time that you, um, complete a year, uh, you know, complete uh, a journey around the sun, uh, you kind of get a little perspective and a little bit of motivation. And for me, um, right now I run about 250, which people that like know me, it, I probably don't look like it, but I'm a, I'm a solid guy and I'm going to try to get to about 225. So each episode here, I'm going to kind of update you guys on that. Um, what I'm doing as far as nutrition, I'm doing, you know, the CrossFit pres uh, prescription, excuse me, I had a little <clears throat> our allergies are really bad right now. And so if I hack or anything like that, I apologize, but it's going to be meats, vegetables, nuts, seeds, some fruit, little starch, no sugar. Um, but also going to do intermittent fasting. Um, so basically up until about one or two o'clock in the afternoon, 
Um, it's just gonna be water. And, um, you know, I'm probably gonna do about 32 ounces of water um, all the way up until I eat, if not more. Um, I, I can eat or eat, yeah. You don't really eat water, do you? I can drink a large amount of water and um, it, it really helps as far as, um, you know, staying hydrated and recovery and getting some of that gunk out of there that'll, that'll be removed as you do fasting. Um, look up information on fasting if you're someone that's trying to make a change in your health. Um, it's, it's very beneficial. There's, there's so much stuff out there on it. Um, what I'm going to do is probably 2 to 8 or 1 to 7 or 12 to 6. So I'll do like 6 to 7 hours of eating or feeding as they call it, and then the rest off. And um, like I said, I'll, I'll keep you guys updated. I usually can drop some weight pretty quick when I do that. Uh, I just haven't really, you know, been motivated to lose weight. Um, I had been doing the whole 30 and whatnot, and it was just kind of like uh, more of a cleansing type of thing versus an actual goal. Like I, I probably won't even weigh myself until I've got like 30 days in. It's just, I just don't really care uh, as much. But I, what I want to do is is get to a point where it's like, you know, if you guys know Ronnie Ortiz, like he's someone I could see myself growing old with. But no, he's just a really good looking dude. And, you know, as, as you get older, you're like, I want to look good, but I also want to feel good. And if I can lose some weight, it's going to be a lot easier on my elbows, my wrists, my shoulders, especially when I'm doing pull-ups or any kind of body weight stuff, um, as well as my knees and ankles when I run. And so it's more of a health benefit, but, you know, a little bit of vanity, but not a whole lot. I'm not really that vain of a person. So anyways, that's a quick recap. So uh, back to school. Uh, we had our my son's uh, and daughter's open house the other day. Uh, my daughter loves it. You know, she's really, really laid back. She wasn't very nervous at all and uh, really liked her teacher. But uh, as, as you guys know that have listened to the show, my son is someone that from time to time can have a little bit of anxiety. It's gotten a lot better over the years, um, working with him and, and teaching him how to think versus teaching him what to think. And so as we were walking into the school, I could kind of tell that he was getting a little nervous and I was just like, you all right, bud? He's like, oh yeah, well, actually I'm nervous. And I'm like, oh, okay. And he's like, but I'm, I'm using my, I'm okay. It's okay. Mantra. And I said, well, well, let's try this too. You know, since you're doing that already, let's think of the nerves as excitement. And he was like, oh yeah. And I'm like, you know, let's think about what you're going to be excited about this year versus being nervous. I mean, it's always easy for kids to be nervous about the unknowns of a new school year. Who's in your class? What's your teacher like? How much homework? Like, are there going to be bullies? I mean, that's, for me, that was always the biggest worry is like, where are the bullies? Um, I was someone that got picked on a lot. And so I can really uh, sympathize with my son on, on some of those things that he's going through um, because he is someone that words really affect him and what, what other kids do really affect him. And, you know, that's con kind of a constant that we help him reframe. And, you know, it, it happens almost on a daily basis that someone will say something because one of his love languages are words of affirmation. And, you know, that words can really sting him, especially if it's people that he's really close to. Uh, they can really affect him. And so you know, all those unknowns and what we've been doing with him that seems to be working is reframing it as excitement versus nerves or anxiety. And just that simple, like, well, let's think of it as uh, excitement, buddy. And he's like, oh yeah, okay. And so when we got to his class, he was a little bit hesitant. Um, but the teacher, 
this is going to be his first um, guy teacher. He's had he's had females his whole uh, school career, so he's in third grade and he's going to have his first guy teacher. So we'll see what happens. I, I don't know if that'll make any difference, but uh, the teacher was really good when he came in and was very excited, upbeat, positive. And his teacher is someone that I've known since I was in like ninth grade. Um, we're back in my hometown where I grew up, and so he's he's uh, he's got him, and I know him really well. And so that line of communication is uh, is going to be beneficial. And I, I'm guessing that's one of the things here. Um, uh, Britt Rose, she's a school counselor here over in uh, Minnewaska, Minnesota. Um, she sent some of this information over. And so I'll start with parents. And some of the information she put on here is bulldozing any situation that may present your child with anxiety may perpetuate it, especially down the road. Do you need to advocate for your kids? Absolutely. But you can't manage their anxiety for them. And and you guys know that when you listen to the show, that's something I say all the time is don't fix it. Help them learn to think. If you do if you do everything for them, they may derail when presented with something on their own one day. Work with your child and school staff to develop a plan that fits for your child child's needs and helps them build resiliency. And that comes along with teaching them how to think through situations versus just giving them the answer. Teaches them how to um, learn their own survival skills versus just taking them or removing them from the situation. And, you know, it's obviously you want to protect your kids when they're in real danger. But learning for my son, learning how to deal with words and what other people say and giving him the ability and helping him to think through situations. Um you know, uh, the next bullet point here, if your child has been diagnosed with anxiety and you want to establish accommodations for them in the school, request a meeting for a 504 plan. Um, they're formal documented plans that protect kids with disabilities in schools. Now that word right there, disabilities can trigger a lot of people, but anxiety can be characterized as a disability. You know, that's something that I, I deal with. And I did deal with, and it, it was a, you know, it was a disability to enter, uh, enjoy my life. So accommodations, uh, like the examples, extended time for homework, excuse breaks from classroom to go to quiet place and regulate, uh, written materials in place of electronic, small group testing. Um, but there has to be a diagnosis is, is the one thing that she says for the 504 plan. So if you know your, your son or daughter has anxiety, get them to a medical professional to get a diagnosis. It's only going to benefit your kid. And if you're worried about labels and what everybody else is going to think, that's the wrong, wrong line of thinking. Um, it is going to benefit your, your uh, son or daughter to have a diagnosis, to have a medical professional on your side, and to know that that's what it is for sure. There's nothing wrong with it. it and, it, you know, your opinion matters. No one else does. No one else's opinion really matters when you really get down to it, no one else's opinion should matter in your life than your own. All right. Next bullet point. Don't assume that the adults in the school know your student situation. Yeah, that's, that's a, that's a really good one. Um, yeah. If they're getting bullied or don't understand certain subjects, you know, great grades won't always tell everything. Uh, let someone know. Uh, so it can be documented and handled appropriately. Try not to resort to anger with the teacher right away because it may come down to people being unaware. Like you can't get angry with a teacher for assuming that your kid is a troubled, uh, or, or like, um, 
a disruptive student, they may not know that the kid has anxiety issues. If as soon as they find out, which we've done this before, they're like, oh, okay, that explains a lot. And they change their tactics. They change their approach. More information is better. You know, if you're so worried about the teacher thinking that they're the D word, you know, disabled, or have, you know, mental illness, you're actually not benefiting your child at all. You're actually hindering them um, by not um, allowing for that, that doorway, for that open communication with the teacher and for them, the teacher, to be your ally as a parent. You know, you're both there for the kid's benefit. And so if you're not letting them know the full story, they're not going to help with the full story. All right, on to the next bullet point here. Routine. And I think this is why a lot of parents get excited about kids going back to school is that routine. Um, it can be hard to find a routine with homework activities and so on, but finding a, a route that allows the rest for your child no matter what age is crucial. Um, we do this every night, and we have exactly the same bedtime, and we do exactly the same routine. And I probably talked about this before, but it's very, very repetitive and ritualistic with them. Um, one simple thing that eliminates a lot of unnecessary stress on school mornings is having kids get their backpack totally ready and by the door the night before. It's a great tip. Um, I do this myself as I lay out my clothes. I have my food ready. I have pretty much everything I need for the day sitting right by the door or very close proximity to the door. So I can just get up, get ready, um, do my, my morning routine myself, um, grab my stuff and go. Uh, make this part of their nightly routine, books, homework, gym clothes, buses, snacks, etc. Uh, don't let scattered items be the reason your family is frazzled in the morning. That's a great tip right there. Um, especially uh, people with anxiety love consistency. Um, anything out of the ordinary can send them off on a tangent, can spiral them out of control. Is is the more regimented and the more that you have your life set up where everything has a place and... Um, keep things consistent, the better off you're going to be, especially for kids. Um, all right, next bullet point, have a decent idea of what's going on with your student at school, socially and academically, like be involved. I mean, that's kind of a no brainer as a parent. If you're not concerned, there's probably something wrong with you. Um, you know, your, your priorities are probably screwed up and, and I'm not trying to take a dig at anybody, but you know, be involved in your kid's life. That's why you had kids is to be a coach, a teacher, a mentor, a loving um, pillar of support for your child. Be that. Even if you have to cut some of the things that you love to do out of your life, that's part of becoming a parent. Um, uh, we know that anxiety can lead to avoidance. So just because your student says everything is fine at school or they don't have any projects or tests coming up, that doesn't mean it's the case. Uh, they, they probably are trying to hide a few things here and there. And so, you know, a lot of teachers have websites, they have a lot of um, syllabus type things that you can check in or just email your, your teacher and see how they're doing and get that communication going. Um, if their, their pals are willing to shrug off a test, uh, that will make it more attractive to your kid. Um, so know their friends, you know, I think that's, that's a big part of it as well. I said, it can be really hard to catch up, uh, once you're really behind. And I imagine more, uh, the more behind the student gets, the more anxious they can get about it. You know, it's like any kind of thing. If you get behind on your bills, you're going to be nervous about it. Um, you don't have to hover or do it for them, but just be aware. So those are some of the tips for parents. Um, there's there's tons of them. And, you know, it's like everything else is, is be your, your, your child's ally and be that pillar of support that they need. And try to do it 
as positively as you can, even though it's probably pretty hard to do that. It's very frustrating. It's very um, disheartening. And it's, it can get you angry, you know. I'm not a really angry person, but sometimes it's very frustrating when, uh, you know, the same situation comes up. It's the same reaction, and there's nothing you can do about it. And I just, I try to be supportive, and I try to be very calm, and I don't always succeed. You know, I'm not perfect, for sure. <laughs> 100% not perfect, but I try my best. And sometimes what I do is we'll, we'll tag team it. I'll, you know, say... You know, I'll let Lauren kind of take over eventually if I get really frustrated. Um, I might have other things going on myself and I'm just not right there mentally and I just need to remove myself and then I can come back and have a better response. All right, for kids, find adults aside from your teacher. Let that sink in. Find other adults. Um, there's plenty of resources at schools uh, that uh, you can have other adults. Um, but find adults who you feel safe and comfortable talking to, whether it's a coach, uh, could be the guidance counselor, could be, you know, adults and big people in the school should be safe for students, um, but not all students feel comfortable with every adult as we know. I mean, that's, that's kind of a given here. Um, this way, when you have a problem or worry school related or not, you know, you have someone to turn around or turn to and unload on, not in a negative way, but just to talk to, um, Britt says she does meeting quick meetings with uh, junior high students at the start of the year. And one question I ask them is, is there an adult in this building who you'd feel comfortable talking to if you had a problem you didn't know how to handle? It's a great question. And everybody should know that person. If the you-know-what hits the fan, who are you going to talk to in the school? If you don't know, figure it out. That could be like your first week goal is to find that person that's going to be that pillar of support. Um, these safe people aren't limited to teachers and she, she here's some examples. Some of the most, sometimes the folks who hear most of the student stuff that's going on with our kids are the people behind the scenes like cooks, custodial staff, secretaries. Um, our kids spend too much time at school and not have a safe person on site with them. Or they spend too much time at school not to have a safe person on site with them. Um, I, I spent a lot of time in the office cause I helped in the office. Uh, and so I, I was really good. Um, I'd, I'd say I had a good relationship with some of the secretaries and the office people. And so, um, well, I didn't really have a lot of issues in high school. Mine developed later on in life. So I didn't really need that, but I, I can see where that would, uh, be very beneficial. And unfortunately for my son, um, one of my really good childhood friends, his mom actually works in the office. And so I know, um, she's going to be on the lookout for anything that's going on with our kids. And, uh, you know, I'm very thankful for that. So um, another bullet point for the kids here is you may feel alone in how you're feeling, but I promise you, you're not. Most students are nervous heading back to school. And so I think it's helpful to remind students that they're not alone and they're not, they're not on an island. Guaranteed that no matter how you're feeling on a certain day, there's another kid in that um, building that feels exactly the same way. I know for anxiety, you always feel like you're crazy, you're nuts. You're the only one that is thinking the way you are. You're the only one that has anxiety as bad as you do, but you're not. There is no island for anxiety. This is where the scavenger hunt tools come in. Very handy. Britt's been listening. All right. <laughs> what can the child do uh, if they're worried about crowded hallways or places in the class where they don't know anyone? 
breathing techniques, grounding, you know, special notepads that have distraction exercises. No idea on these tools, she said. Or, oh, it says, no idea on these tools? Talk to someone like a counselor. Get in front of it so you don't resort to unhealthy coping mechanisms like lashing out or acting out or getting in trouble in school, which I can see being a big problem because when you, like, are anxious, you have these compulsive behaviors and, you know, whatever they may be, there are a negative side to them. You know, a lot of people that I'm around, when they are anxious, they'll go exercise. And that's a very healthy one. But if it becomes excessive, where you're exercising too much, then you need to find another outlet. Um, I'd say breathing techniques, grounding, um, have a little like piece of paper that your kid can open up to look at a few ways to get through certain situations that cause, cause them anxiety. Um, little mantras are fantastic for kids. And, um, you know, if you have it pinpointed on what it makes them anxious, then you can work around, um, those situations. Like for, for my son, it's large crowds. And so when he gets in those large crowds, he knows he can resort to that. It's okay. I'm okay. It's okay. I'm okay. But the other thing I'll tell him is like, focus on a face, you know, pick out one person that you know, and focus on that one person. Or if you're walking in a crowd, focus on the back of the head of a person, you know, and so it's familiarizing yourself with your surroundings, but making it a safe, safe place as well. So, all right, another bullet point. It's okay to ask for a break. And I've talked about this before too, is where you remove yourself from a situation. Um, but it's going to be hard if your teacher doesn't know what's going on with you. And so let your teacher know if you need to leave the class for a few minutes for a drink or head to a quiet space. And, you know, the, the more and more we get down the road on the mental health issues, the more and more it should be okay to find a quiet space. And I'm willing to bet most schools have these now with what's going on in the last, you know, five to 10 years with schools. Um, most people will be very supportive of this plan, especially if you and your parents, if you'd like, talk to them beforehand. When you're really anxious, we can't pay attention to learn, so it's understandable if it's benefit. Excuse me, if it isn't beneficial to stay in the classroom just because, like, you don't want to hold the seat down if you're not there mentally. It's very hard to learn when you're in a bad place mentally. It's, I mean, you're you're distracted and you have a lot going on. For me, like mine was more so like trying to sit still, but also I didn't learn like everybody else, right? Like I was a, the fish that was being judged on climbing trees. If that makes sense. I learned completely different than everybody else. And I still do, but I was graded on being able to do my work and show my work mainly, you know, for math, I, could, I just knew the answer. I don't know how or why for the most part, for most of the math classes I took, I would just know the answer, but I would get my questions wrong because I didn't show my work. Now, if I would have told the teacher at the time that I am more nervous on showing my work and getting things wrong than I am having issues learning, they probably would understand. Like if I would open that communication back then, granted I had no idea at certain points in time what was going on. And this is more so in elementary school than high school. In high school, things got a lot better for me. But have that conversation with your teacher. Um, bring your parents with. If you have open communications with your parents, on your anxiety, uh, bring them with. 
If you have open communication with one of your best friends, have them sit there with you. There's nothing wrong with asking for help. If you're around this area, I'll come with you. There's nothing wrong with talking to people about what's what's troubling you. It's just like going to the doctor and talking to them about a physical ailment. Talk to them about a mental ailment. Now, if there are certain situations where they're not going to let you leave the room, then you'll have your scavenger hunt tools that you can bring with you. And if you don't know, honestly, like reach out. I'll, I'll help you put some together that'll help you get through school. Next bullet point, tell an adult. Um, that Yes, that adult may have to tell someone else or call your parents if you're scared. Um, for yourself or a friend, tell someone. Um, it's, it's okay to share the weight with someone else. Um, and this is basically what I just said. <laughs> scared that your friend will be mad at you? Um, it's better to have a friend who is mad at you than uh, a friend who is no longer here to be mad at you about. You know what I mean? Like if someone is at the point that they're thinking about doing something terrible it's better to tell someone right you know it's blunt but true um another bullet point confidentiality a, a lot of kids don't really know what this means um just because they go talk to someone like a counselor about their anxiety or difficulties they may be having or having the, the difficulties they may be having doesn't mean the counselor is automatically going to tell the teachers or their parents um, and it look, she says, see the resources below. And so when you go talk to a counselor at school, it is in complete confidence. And if they feel that they need to talk to someone else for you, they're going to ask you. They can't just go and do that. So that it's, it's kind of reassuring to know that what you tell someone will just be in confidence between you and that person, um, especially like your counselor. So that, that's, that's who I would recommend talking to first. And if um, your school doesn't have one, then find one outside of the school that you can uh, be in, in contact with when you really need it. Another bullet point, um, your feelings are real and you're allowed to have them. Uh, some people might try to minimize them because they don't emphasize or empathize or have a different perspective than you, but don't restrict your emotions. Keep, keep a watch on how you handle them. And... For me, when I first started having anxiety, I would stuff it down. It was so stupid, but that's how I thought I could cope with it, was trying to put a cork in it and not let it come out. And it blew up on me like a firecracker on Daffy Duck's face. <laughs> and it was terrible. Um, now I try to address my emotions when I know why I'm feeling a certain way and so I can get them done and move on. And... Anytime that you try not to feel them or say, ah, oh, I really don't feel that way, it's it's going to come back and, and haunt you. So feel them because you're allowed to feel them. Now, you're not allowed to be a jerk in spite of your emotions, but you are allowed to have emotions and address them and acknowledge them and let them float away like balloons. Emotions are like thoughts. They don't, they don't have to stay. They don't have to pay rent. You can evict them anytime you want. Um, it's okay to try something new. You know, loops around to practicing bravery, right? So trying things that are new. And, you know, I've, I've spoke about this when I used to do the workout of the day, is try something that scares you. You know, you know, bravery is not the absence of fear. It's doing things in spite of fear. It's doing them and being afraid anyways. And so try some new stuff. Like when I was in high school, I tried... Um, drama which is like doing plays and stuff and I 
was terrified when I took the class, but like I ended up loving it. Like I really, I really wish I would have done more plays and I don't know if there's adult theater around here, but I probably would end up doing that. Um, and those people that know, we probably are not surprised by that, but try something new, you know, get out there and expand your horizon. Something that you really want to do, go for it. All right. Get involved, especially if making and keeping friends is something that worries you. It's a great way to meet people. Um, get out and try activities, uh, do something you enjoy. If you're concerned about how to interact with other students, it's also a skill you can work on. Um, there's people that I'm working with right now, uh, in, on a side note here, that have uh, some issues with social anxiety. And so there's there's tons and tons of ways you can interact with people. Um, but get help from your school counselor or your social worker that's in school. And say, you know, I'm really struggling with social anxiety or keeping friends, making friends. I don't know how to interact with people. There are people that are just like you saying the same things to those school counselors and social workers. That might be your best friend. You never know. All right, last one for kids. If you don't want anyone to know that you're going to talk to someone, it doesn't have to be obvious. right? Students can get passes from the office or communicate with school support via email. Um, and don't let this be the reason you don't ask for help is because you're worried about what other people are going to say. You know, the more and more you get into personal development, working on yourself, the more you're going to realize that no one else's opinion matters other than your own. Now, you can take it into consideration on life decisions, your values, um, things you do for other people. But when it really comes down to it, the aliens could come down and get the rest of your family and friends. You're still going to be left with yourself. So that's the best place to start because when your own cup is full, you have plenty to pour into other people's cup. So resources, uh, counselors, and, and this is what Brit is. She's, uh, they're, they're trained to help and they're, they're, uh, and okay, I'm going to read it. Like she wrote it here. Counselors we're trained to help. We're, we're aware of the resources, both inside and outside of school. Confidentiality is number one for us. The only times informative information leaves my office is when number one, a student talks about harming themselves. A student talk, number two, student talks about harming someone else. Number three, dis discloses that someone is harming them. Uh, number four, I am subpoenaed. At times I talk about breaking confidentiality for safety concerns, but most of the, the stuff stays in her office. So it's a very safe place to go as the school counselor. That's what they're there for, right? It's like you go to the school nurse when you get a, you know, you cut yourself or you're sick. You know, something stings mentally, something makes you sick mentally. That's what counselors are for. Uh, school social workers, another resource if your school has one. Uh, secretaries. Um, secretaries, like, these are the people who keep the school running. And they they know where everyone is and who to ask for. And they're usually pretty darn nice, right? School nurse, uh, they're going to also know resources. Um, they may not be able to help you as much, but they would be someone to talk to. A uh, school resource officer, um, that's, you know, if your school has one, you know, teachers, even if they aren't yours, and that's a good one. And it's a good point because like, if you had a teacher that you were really close to in years past, you can always go back to them and talk to them. You know, some of my uh, favorite teachers were when I was younger and I probably could go back and talk to them about something that's going on right now. And they'd still be there for me. You know, teachers create bonds with you when you're growing up 
And I see them at the grocery store now and they still recognize me, even though I'm bald and I have a beard. I didn't look like that in high school, but they remember me and I remember them. Um, bus drivers. Now buses are crowded and loud and full of, you know, chaos. Um, this environment causes many of the students to, uh, with extreme anxiety. So find tools that work for you and make reports as needed. And if you ride a bus and it causes you a lot of anxiety, um, sit right in the front because you can kind of focus on where the bus is going versus the chaos in the back. And you're not going to be always be able to do that, but it's probably going to be your best bet. Um, and the safest thing that you can do, uh, out of the gate. And so that, those are the resources. Thank you so much, Britt. And again, uh, I really appreciate you putting that together. She went, she went up far above and beyond. And so, um, if you have any questions on any of those things for school, let me know. Um, but you know, the main thing for, for kids is that there's going to be a lot of unknowns and you don't have to have the answer on those unknowns. It, it helps us feel safer if we know the answers or, um, what we need to do or, you know, but be okay. Think of it as excitement versus anxiety. And I think that's the overarching uh, point for today is that there should be a lot of excitement. Yeah, you, you may not have the, a lot of friends, but find one friend. Start there. They may have friends that become your friends. You may not have the most popular or the nice looking clothes, but who cares? They're clothes. You have clothes. Be grateful that you have clothes. You know, I, I understand what it's like um, to be in school and be picked on. I was bullied up until seventh grade when I started to get a lot bigger than most people. I get that. It, it sucks. But bullies are hurting. Hurt people hurt people. And it's not about you. They're doing that because they are hurting. So if you allow them to cut you down, and to take over your mood and your thoughts, they're winning. And so don't let them win. I hate bullies. I freaking hate them so bad. They, they have no benefit to anyone else's happiness. I feel bad for them. Like I really do. I empathize with them. Because, you know, when as I got older, I found out more about why the people that were bullying me were doing so. But... There's no reason. It, and and it goes back to this, this back to school stuff is talk to someone if you're getting bullied. Don't let it fester and become a cancer in your mind. Talk to someone. You know, our, our school here has a huge um, anti-bullying initiative. And most schools should. But talk to someone. Don't let that eat you up inside, man. And do your best. You know, the, the amount of effort that you put into things is the amount of um, reward that will come out of them. You don't need a whole lot to gain a lot out of school. Just do your best, man. Mentally, physically, academically. Got any questions? Let me know. I hope this helped. It was a little bit more serious toned, and I realize that now that I'm coming out of it because I'm tired. <laughs> so, um, again... All of you got questions, let me know. I appreciate you guys listening this long here. Uh, have a peaceful morning, afternoon, or evening. And keep coming back, guys. We're going to figure this out. We'll see you.